Hey everyone and welcome to the third episode of A Runner's Ramble. I apologise that it's taken so long to get this one online. I've been quite busy, uh, the Great North Run training has just kind of like dominated um, all my free time in the minute. So just, you know, touching up now, now is a tape a week so I've actually managed to just, you know, get some downtime and, and edit the, the podcast and it's good to go. So Mr Phil Hurst is the guest for this episode and he is probably the most canniest lad uh that i know um he 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 responded so quickly when i asked him if he wanted to do the podcast he had no hesitation you know i'm i've known him for a long long time um he's just great at chatting there's one point where he flips interview onto me uh which was odd but um he was just so sound and and the banter between me and him just flows and the reason i got him to come on this on the podcast was because he's a gb athlete and he's you know he's worked his way from the bottom and he's got himself a gb kit um so i just wanted to try and tell the story of of someone who's just you know he's he's love loves his running and he's grafted and he's trained for it and he's got his rewards and he's you know he's he's got a great future ahead of him and i just figured you know, like I've done with all the rest of these podcasts, is try and keep it as as great North great North Run related as possible, and he's just great. Yeah. So here it is, episode three with Mister Phil Hurst. I'm with a very good friend of mine, uh, Mister Phil Hurst. Uh, you may have seen him on TV and on on the uh, on the track. Uh, he's a GB international athlete. Um, I've known him since 2008. Uh, which you think about it now, it's a really long time. Um, a very good friend of mine. He's sound. Yeah, I'm really glad he's like happily agreed to come on the podcast. So, Mr. Phil Hurst, hello. How are you doing, sir? Hello, man. You're right. Yeah, That's yeah. Introduction, brilliant introduction. <laughs> well, I need to big you up. You're a GB <laughs> man. You've got GB kit. I kind of just like it to be made, Phil Hurst. Hello. <laughs> Phil, just like for anyone who hasn't heard of. Have you before? Just tell us a bit about yourself. Yeah, so um, uh, my name's Phil. I'm from uh, from Newcastle originally, and I'm now living down in Canterbury. I've been running since I was about 16, and yeah, I've had my ups and downs and things like that. But yeah, I managed to get my first GB vest in February, March this year. So things have been going well, well, at least in the winter. And now I'm just down in Canterbury studying for my PhD in sports psychology and yeah that's that's pretty much about it <laughs> short and sweet <laughs> short and sweet yeah like when i first met you for when you in college you were doing you were second year weren't you yeah uh, you were you were second i was second i was first right and old then and like because you're old man <laughs> cheers man because <laughs> <laughs> it was it was matt woods who like who used to coach at Gateshead, he, he used yeah. to keep telling me a, a lot about you. Like this kid's got, like he's got it. He's gonna be the next best thing from the northeast and stuff. And like when you were training, did you ever get that that feeling that you were as good as what the normal athletes are up here? Or you, did you think you had that little bit of spark when you were on the track? No, it's a funny. It's a bit of a hard question. You know, I don't really think like that. I always think that I've I've hit sessions that have been really good. I mean, it's all sort of personal to me. Uh, I run the same routes all the time. Uh, you know, you do similar track sessions to everybody. See, so I always sort of think, right, I'm getting better and better each day, but I never sort of think I'm am amazing or I'm I'm really good. I, I never, I've never, I don't think I still, I don't think I am. Um, I'm quite grounded that way. So 
I just work work my arse off, and if I can knock X amount of seconds off my PB or X amount of se- seconds in a session, whatever it is, then I know I'm on the right road. So it's all about progressing myself, rather than always thinking that I'm that I'm that I may be one of the best in the UK or whatever it is. Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know you were going to finish there. <laughs> yeah, I don't know either. <laughs> But it must be great, like just to to get on a track or get on the roads and just run. You know, like I know I, I'm enjoying it at the minute. Like I'm trying to go through a spell of, of enjoying running. Like, but is it is it Ladies nice just to get on? The- let's just let's just recap on what he just said there. This was a guy who used to take the mick out of me <laughs> when I was about be like two years ago, probably three years ago, <laughs> call, calling me a jogger constantly. And now look at him. He's going for ten mile runs. He's out in the morning all the time. What has happened? Yeah, uh, podcast about you, Briggs. You're uh, older than me. <laughs> Oh, how the banter, right? Uh, oh, so you flipped the river, river interview on me, right? Okay. <laughs> do you do you want to have the podcast? <laughs> well, yeah, because there's people like you and like my uncle who have ran for years, and just like you know, what you you, you know, as like a, when athletics, when I was doing sprinting and jumping and stuff, there was always going to be a time where I thought I'm not going to be doing this at a high level, but I'm just going to enjoy it. And that time came 2013, and then I just thought, there's no way I'm going to sit in this flat, watching Emma train, and then do nothing. I need to do something, because I'm going stir-crazy. So I thought of football, and I thought, nah, I'm not good enough for football, so I thought, go for a run. Yeah. Hated it. Love it now. It's, it's crazy, isn't it? I mean, it's, it's you were mad. saying it, it is just nice just to get out on the road, isn't it? It's just nice to have, you've had about a, a horrible 10-hour day, whatever it is, of travelling, of working... And then you get in and you, it's pouring down with rain, it's freezing cold, but you go, anyways, I've got to run to go on. Yeah, just, like it's going. It's totally, just it's go amazing, like, isn't it? To hell with it's it, I'm going to put my shoes on and just go for a run and you feel about ten times better. I mean, you're, you're knackered, but you feel ten times better. Oh, it's classic, isn't it? I feel like it. a man. <laughs> <laughs> I've, embra- I've embraced the jogging bug, I'm on the dark <laughs> side. <laughs> you know when you, so, like, we'll, we'll fast forward, like, because you know, I remember... I vague, well, I don't vaguely, but I definitely remember you doing the, the British trials a couple of years ago. I think it was for 2012. Mm-hmm. And I remember, I don't I don't think I've ever shouted at it. Um, do you know how they have the auto updates on the on the British Athletics website? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I've never, no, I've never, <laughs> never shouted an auto update so much. <laughs> when, when you were doing stuff like the warm ups and you had to look around at the warm up track and you're going, Jesus Christ, this guy's here, and Jesus Christ, this guy's here. Did it ever just like irk you, or did I go, you know what, I, I feel like I belong here? Yeah, so that was when I really sort of, um, that was my first senior race. I think it was, yeah, tw- 2011 outdoors. And I remember there was people like uh, Andy Badley there, who'd be the two Olympics. You'd have, you've got James Shane, who went and actually had an amazing season that year. There was people like Nick McCormick and a whole host of runners that were totally really big in the UK so when I was looking about I remember being so scared and nervous before I'd even went into the call-up area I was jogging I was like oh this is a big race and then I just remember sitting down in the call-up area and I looked about and it was quite it was quite weird because everyone else seemed to have the same look on the face as sort of like terror and I was like that really did sort of comfort me a lot and then from as soon as I seen that I was like you know what I'm gonna I'm going out there and I'm gonna enjoy it and ever since that race, I've always thought myself <clears throat> that I'm going to enjoy everything, every sort of race I go into, just enjoy it. And yeah, that, that's that's sort of my philosophy into going into anything. Just going head, going like head on. Take, pull yeah, no, just, pull no just make, make sure that make sure that you just enjoy it all the time. 
Well, that, that's the that's the thing, isn't it? No matter what race you do, it's or what competition you do, or what session you do, as long as you've got a smile on your face, exactly. start, middle, or the end. I mean, what's the point of doing it if you're not going to enjoy it? Exactly. It's the message I'm trying to get out here, Phil. You hit the nail. <laughs> you hit the hat on the nail straight away. Yeah. Right, wrap the podcast. We're done. <laughs> <laughs> but like, over the years, obviously you've had ups and downs. Because like, we all get injured, don't we? Or something always crops up. And then yeah. this winter, you've just like come out of nowhere. Like, I remember it was a was a Birmingham indoors. It was, wasn't it? The Grand Prix. Yeah. And you just, I remember. I know you were going down there. And I said I'll catch up in the mix zone. And the next thing I know, you caught me going. I think I qualified for the Euros. Yeah. That was that, crazy. That was a, like it was a funny moment. You, oh, yeah, because again, it was like just kept just kept my head down throughout the whole winter. I did well at the British Trials the week before and then getting the invited to race against Mo Farah and that sort of the world record attempt in the two miles. So the race was huge. That Birmingham track is awesome because you've got such a, a huge amount of uh, fans just shouting, and especially when Mo's there, they, it's even more sort of uh, intense. And yeah, I remember like, I remember it was like me and Tom Farrell and Tom Lancashire going, and it was like, I, I went off so quick. I went through like the first kilometre and something like 2.33. So that in like the first mile or something like four or six, and then having to just be like on my own for another a kilometre on my own, and then having a couple of guys sort of chase me down, and I just remember being like a two like it was four hundred metres ago, so saying it was a two miles, um, <laughs> like I was going for the three k time, so it's an ex, it's a it's a lap shorter, so I remember on the second to last lap I was like right I need to hit the three k time, so I just started sprinting. And then, as soon as I went across the line, I think it was around about the 7:50. I thought it was 7:50, 7:51. I think I've done it. And then I thought, oh, sh- oh crap! I've got another. Um, I've got another lap to run now. And I just remember totally like swimming in the last lap. It was so horrible. You know, when I came to you, I was like, wow, I've hit, I've hit the rec. I think I've hit the standard. And you know, being top two in the trials, having the standard, and I was automatically uh, selected for Prague. So yeah, it was happy days. But you got to share a track with Mo Farah, who's like kind of the go-to guy for distance running at the minute. Like, yeah, I know you've um, raced. I know you've raced him a couple of times because yeah. um, I think I've watched a race. Um, was it was it another indoors last yeah, year? Yeah, it was the, the same meet two years ago. Yeah, it was like is is it just mental when you like? I know that you're supposed to say focus in a race, but like it's just like when you see Mo Farah like just lurch like next to you and just like stride like <laughs> just like. Without being negative, stride past you. <laughs> exactly. Well, like, that's the thing. I mean, um, the first time I did that, I was definitely in like awe of all the. It wasn't just more far. It was like in all of the athletes because I remember looking about and there was like Dwayne Chambers, more Farah, You had sort of all the great and eight hundred meter guys. There's Bernard Legat there, and you're thinking, wow, these are the people that you see on TV and things. These are awesome, and that really did get to me the first time. But this year, when it happened, I was sort of like, oh, this is cool. You know, I'm with these guys. It's Everything's going well, so I don't don't really have to worry about them. It's just, just stick to my own race. So although it is quite inspiring to see these people up close and personal, once once you start like being comfortable in that environment, then it doesn't make a difference. You just have to think about yourself rather than anyone else. You're in control of your your own your own actions, so stop worrying about other people. Basically. Oh, I like that. Oh. Philosopher Phil. There we go, I know, eh? That's just a pretty face, man, Briggsy. <laughs> I know that. So, you know, because obviously all this, all, this, all this hard work comes from winter, or, or from winter. Like, has there ever been a session, any session, just where you thought, 
Uh, yeah, I really enjoyed that. Or hmm, not not me best. I could do better. Is it ever a t ever, is, is it ever been a spell with Marty? Um, Marty is your coach, isn't he? I am getting yes, that right. Yes, he's still uh, saying he looks over my training. So like, uh, so a bit a lot of, a big shout out to him as well to get you where you are. Definitely. Um, so remember that if you've got a coach, respect the not coach. Pro as a carriers, yeah, that's what you need. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so has there ever been a time where you just thought? Yeah, love that session, feel great. Or a session where you thought, you know what, mm, didn't particularly enjoy that, but volumes in the legs, I'll do better next time. Yeah, all the time. Yeah, I mean, every single day, you can, I, was, I can't remember what I was speaking to you about it, but I was like, you can go, you can have a great day, just feeling all right, and then you go, all right, I'm going to go for a run, I'm going to smash it, and it'd be horrendous. And you think, what the hell happened there? And then you can have the other days where you sort of, you're feeling crap throughout the whole day, you're tired, you're lethargic, you warm up, you're horrible, and then all of a sudden, as soon as you start doing your reps, or you start doing your run, you feel, wow, I feel amazing. See, it's, it, it is all the time it's going to be like that. Yeah. I don't, I don't know what causes it. I, I don't know how to control it. I just think you have to, your emotions are really, um, sort of, they, they fluctuate all the time, and you, you try not to um, get, get them, uh, let them influence how you run. Yeah. Really, I suppose, I think that's what a lot of, that's kind of where my PhD is going about a little bit, is that athletes get attached to sports supplements because they really do influence people's emotions. Yeah. And I remember being sort of um, a little bit, not hooked on caffeine, but I'd always think I needed something before a big session. Yeah. And I remember thinking, if I don't have my caffeine, then I feel tired, I'm lethargic. And I remember not having it once. And I was tired, I was so lethargic, I was like, oh, I'm going to have a horrible session. And then I just remember this having just an, a really good session I was so much quicker than I thought I'd be and I just thought you know what it is it is just sort of like that it just gives you a sort of happiness if, if it just picks you up the, the sports supplements but yeah just try not to think about the, those emotions and just kind of feel like you're going to just have a positive expectation a positive belief in everything you're doing and hopefully it comes across and if it doesn't it doesn't you've got the next day just to work on whatever you need to work on oh like the, like the placebo effect, basically. Like I know that's what you did. Some of your testing on for PhD was a placebo effect. Yeah, for my MSc, that was what that was on. And you know, I try and try to take that into my own, in, into my own running as well. So you want to be sort of have it, having that expectation that you're going to be running well. Because if you have that negative expectation, it can work the same way. Like, oh, I'm going to run crap today. Yeah. You can It's like a self-fulfilling prophecy. It's, it's gonna it's gonna happen. Yeah. So if you kind of flip it. You be positive, be be sort of upbeat, and then it's more more likely going to pay off. No, oh, tell you, man, <laughs> not just a pretty face. You said it yourself. <laughs> right, I'm gonna yep. rewind it back to the Euro indoors, right? Yeah. And you got you got picked, you got your kit, which for any young that's athlete, the best part, isn't it? That's all you need. Like you must like when you got the kit. Like I know that like me and Emma, like every time we see someone get a, a, a kit drop, regardless if it's from a sports manufacturer or from Team GB, yeah. it looks mint. It's when so you, cool. When you got your kit drop, what was the first emotion? I don't know really, because it was, um, I wasn't, again, I wasn't too attached to it, but it was, it was cool, because it came to my work, because I was, uh, I was, work, I was, it came to my university even, and I remember just this massive box coming through, and I had like all my, um, or like my colleagues there and it was so cool just to open it up and try all this kit on and you're thinking you're adding it all up and you're like wow that's like a that's a, a, a massive amount of kit that you've been given and it's so cool just to put it all on and you just want to wear it all the time but you know you, you can't be one of those guys that wears GB kit all the time because yeah. 
call me that person. But it is um, it is really it is really cool, and it's an awesome moment. Yeah. To get given it to be get given that sort of vest and think, yeah, I'm representing my, my country. And I think that's what it's about, and especially how it's Nike, it's it's really smart, smart kit. So yeah, yeah, can't 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 uh, can't go wrong with that. No, it can't. Not with the amount of kit that you would have got. Lucky swag. Yeah. I know it's awesome. And then, what about when you were in the like the the holding camp? Because I know like because a lot of young there's a lot of young kids, and I'm I'm hoping that there's going to be uh, some young listeners in here, or maybe some listeners who have followed British athletics, regardless. Yeah. You were in a room with like people like Richard Keelty and people like I couldn't even name names, like there's so many to think of. Like you just sit down, and you have a look around, and you're thinking, Wow. Yeah, exactly. Like you're in a room with all these all these, these athletes who are like top, at the top of the game in the country and stuff and you're gonna go go against the best in Europe. I mean what was that like? Yeah, I mean, it was. It was. Uh, I remember saying in an interview on the BBC how much of a good uh, environment the team had had. So I could easily just go into the uh, canteen, and I remember Richard Cutty was just sitting on his own, and I just went over there. And we just started chatting, and it was kind of nice just to, because he's a local lad as well. He's from Middlesbrough, isn't he? So yeah. you know, there's that instant you can get on well from straight away, and people like uh, Dina Asher Smiths there, CJ Ujar, you've got sort of Chris O'Hare, Charlie Grice, all these like the big names in athletics are all there. And it was just a really friendly environment to be in, and just to speak to anybody was was really cool. So uh, there was sort of no uh, kind of prima donnas on the team or anything like that. It was really nice, and just a yeah, there was kind of no stigma around anybody. And yeah, yeah, it was it was an awesome awesome team to be a part of. It, it must be nice. It must be great, Lord, just to be like part of that team, and then and then later on, just like when you do your your heat, you qualify for a final. Yeah, exactly. First I mean, first major. And you're and you're in a bloody final. I know, and it was really good that uh, Lee Manuel was there, so he was one of the favourites to win the race. And I just remember trying to, we we went for a jog after after the uh, after the heat, and it was just really cool to get his sort of uh, thoughts on it. And you know, he he's a really good athlete, and yeah, you're in the final, and you think, wow, I'm got to go and do that again after all that preparation, because it was that was one of the toughest things about the championships was that. Um, so I really peaked for the. Uh, the British Championships, which was like the middle of February. Yeah. You then get called to go and do the Birmingham Indoor, so you go, all right, I'm going to have a another sort of week off. So you go, all right, I'm going to uh, make, make my training quite nice and relax for the Birmingham Indoors. The Birmingham Indoors went well. I'm thinking, oh, man, I'm now <laughs> going to go to Prague and I've got to lift my training up for a week and then bring it back down. So that was one of the most mentally draining sort of months in my life where you go from hitting a... Can you imagine aiming for a competition for about three months, thinking, right, this is my biggest competition and then for you to say, right, you've got another two big competitions straight afterwards and trying to sort of um, try, try and get your game on, on for that. So that, that was that was really big. But to get the um, to get to the final, yeah, it was class. I was still a bit disappointed that um, that I was, I think I was ended up nine. So I was really aiming for sort of like a top six. <clears throat> but um, the guy, they, they went out so quick. It was, it was crazy because he went faster than Mo Farah had ever ran at the championship. So, yeah, it was... Um, it was, a, it was a big, big, big final. Nonetheless, though, you finished top ten. Like, yeah, not exactly. Like, not I mean, many people. It is, people cool, it is cool to see, and then you have a look at those, um, the people in front of me, or the people even behind me in that race. That they're running some amazing times this summer, and they're going to the world championships. And you think, wow, I was in really good company there. So, yeah, it was good. That's mental. That's just crazy. It's the fact that I actually knew you as well, and you got on TV. <laughs> I was like, oh shit, Phil. <laughs> 
It's crazy. No, but like, going in like, because are you still injured, mate? Um, I'm just picking it back up now, so. So, you know, this season's pretty much just like done and dusted, basically. <laughs> I was a write off since May, yeah. Nah, that's a shame. But what, what, what are you going to go into now next year? I mean, obviously, you're going to have the. Well, it's the Olympic year next year, so are you going to. You know, push for maybe getting into the the trials and maybe push on from there. Is that what the goal is? Between I mean, you and I, at this minute in time, I just want to get back run. I want. I mean, this time last year, I was thinking I just want to do some local ten k's. I just want to do some local five k's and just to enjoy my running. And that made such a difference. So I kind of want to have that same attitude yeah. and just be like, <clears throat> I'm going to have some fun. I'm going to go out there, enjoy it, and if whatever comes, will come. What I really want to do is uh, defend my. Uh, 10k road championship national title so I mean I don't think many people know that but it is quite a nice nice thing to say when you're a 10k national uh, champion on the the road over that distance when I'm more for my 1500 metres nice so if I'm going sort of have another run out with the Leeds Abbey Dash and hopefully get an England vest or something along the way that would be really fun but then again I just want to do some I really, I really enjoy the sort of local club scene. I really enjoy going down to the, uh, to the, to the road races where all the same kind of hardcore runners are there, and you just have a, it's just a really nice environment. And if you can have some fun doing that in the, in the next couple of months, I'd be more than happy. So, so just baby get myself steps. in good shape. What's ba- that? Baby steps. Yeah, it is. It is just. I mean, yeah, I've got this. You might have a goal of wanting to go to the Olympics or something, but you've still got to make sure that you've you put in the in the work week in week out and. That's all I'm doing at the minute is that I do my weekly my weekly um, program, I write it up, I send it to Marty, Marty checks it over, and then it's a case of right, let's uh, let's just get on with it. And I mean, I can't really plan too much ahead because my PhD's my main focus at the minute, which is which is a shame to say, but it is one of the uh, a huge challenge for me. So and I'm really enjoying that life. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I can't. I've got to. If anything comes up, I've just got to drop everything and go go and do my PhD. So. Yeah, I mean, working in the office till seven o'clock at night, getting in the office at nine o'clock in the morning, the long days, so it's not really conducive for being a healthy athlete. So, no, so if I can do a bit of running, what's so, that? So this sounds tough trying to squeeze sessions in just in between yeah. those hours, you know? It's it's not tough. You just have to sort out. Um, I enjoy both aspects. So if I didn't enjoy it, I wouldn't do it. So I enjoy going into the office at nine o'clock and working till seven o'clock or whenever it may be, and I enjoy getting in the house and think, right, I'm going for a run now, and you know, you, you go for a run, you enjoy that, and then you come in, and it's like, right, I'll, um, I'll relax. I'm, I'm, I'm surprised I've got a girlfriend, actually, when I, when I think about how much time I give up. <laughs> but, uh, it's, um, I mean, that, even that's got to be, so you've got to work that in as well, so if um, if I've got to take Steph out for um, for a meal or something, then I've got to plan my running, I've got to plan my PhD around it, so you do, it's just it's just time management, that's all wow. it is, and as long as you enjoy it, it's fine. So Massive respect for that, mate. Yeah, it's good. I think there's there's enough time in the day, and I try not watch too much TV and play on stupid games or whatever it is. But yeah, just just have fun, whatever you're doing. Yeah, it's the main thing, isn't it? Have fun. Exactly. I'm, I'm saying that too much. There's a kind of a <laughs> seen something else. <laughs> hey, before before I let you go, Phil, you have you run the Great North Run before? You haven't, have you? I haven't. I've always wanted to. Do you know what I really want to do? I want to pace it. I think that would be fun to pace it because I wouldn't oh, have to go. Good to see you do. That'd be What's amazing. That? Watch you, watch you pace a great not one. That'd be, be class. Cool that. I wouldn't mind. So if anyone needs pacing, I probably could do around <laughs> six minute mile, and that would be all right. I think <laughs> you could do that, and then uh, thirteen miles. Uh, yeah, I only do that rarely. So <laughs> <laughs> it would be it would be decent to do. I think the atmosphere would be brilliant. 
being part of that environment would be cool. So it is mint. Yeah. No, I've never, I've never done it, but I want to do it. It's 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 atmosphere is unreal. Definitely. Yeah. yeah. It just, so what, when, how long are you? How many times have you done it? This would be my second. Second time. Oh, second so time. You, you weren't put off by the first then. Nah. The, the, if anything, the first time like dragged us on to go for another go. I didn't put us off. The first time didn't put me off at all. Better than the park runs, eh? Yeah. Well, <laughs> I've, not even, I've, not even a, I've not done a park run for a while yet. Oh, what's going on? I love I, the park runs. I, I love that, yeah. You've got, <laughs> got to shout out for the park runs because they're just three, three 5k runs around a park or a, a <laughs> environmental area that's like you know not full of roads and stuff. It's amazing. Yeah. yeah so shout out <laughs> to the park runs. Honestly, oh, though, the park runs, park if I didn't have the park run, I, I'd be knackered. I'd be fat. Is that if there was no part runs, I'd be quite fat. Oh man, seriously, I think the part runs are brilliant. I think that's a, a, a an awesome way to get people involved in the sport, to get them fit, to get them healthy. Yeah, and it, it's the fact that it's free, and all you need is a piece of paper with a barcode on. It's, yeah, it's, it's, it's really, good. Yeah. really good. Right, so before I let you go, because I've asked everyone this who's been on the podcast, all all two people, people three including yourself, <laughs> <laughs> if there was one bit of advice you'd give someone because all oh, they've been the Great North Run I'm trying to tail out some of the podcasts towards the Great North Run uh, if there was one bit of advice or tip you'd give someone because um, I, I had Luke saying uh, what was it he he said that the, 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 ten, the, the train you do now is the most important so log, log in the long miles and I had Stephen saying that um, maintain recovery stretch mobility get a sports massage if you can what would be your tip from a from a GB international. <laughs> I think I've been saying it. I've been saying it all throughout the throughout the kind of podcast. Is that you just got to enjoy it. Just just enjoy what you're doing. But I suppose from a sort of training philosophy, I think you, um, kind of the opposite to Lucas that you just do not neglect speed. Um, I think if you can run, if, if your goal is to run a seven-minute mile for 13 miles or eight-minute mile, whatever it is, you've got to be able to run a six-minute mile or a five and a half-minute mile what one off so if you don't have that speed then you need that sort of speed reserve to keep you going so i would always uh, suggest people to be doing some sort of strides or some sort of fast reps after your um after your sessions just get the legs ticking over get that neuromuscular system firing because if you if you can sort of run a five and a half minute mile it makes a seven minute mile so much easier and i, I go into that so if i need to run a say if I'm doing a 10k and I need to run something like a 440 mile, then I know I need to run some something around 420, 410 easily. So if, if you keep that going, then it just makes the, those other miles so much easier. Um, and just to do that is just to do sort of long, horrible reps <laughs> <laughs> at, uh, at that sort of pace. Just do long, fast reps, faster reps, right in your threshold, and you'll see huge improvements in your performance massively through that. Awesome. But yeah, you can't neglect the long run. You know that's a staple. You need to keep that in. Your massage and your recovery is always huge. I think. I mean, I I always buy minute pasta. You know that fresh minute pasta you get. Yeah. Uh, I think I love that because <laughs> I get in from a run, I stretch, and then all of a sudden I've got right. It's going to take me two minutes. I've got some food down my food down my neck. Yeah. So I don't have to wait long enough. <laughs> like that recovery go. So and it's and it's fresh and it's healthy. I think that's brilliant. But yeah, yeah, keep that recovery going. But just enjoy it and have fun at the same time legend absolute legend well Phil thanks for giving up your Sunday morning to come 
well, we're, we're recording this on a Sunday morning. Yeah, exactly. For, for yeah. giving up your morning just for, for talking for to us. <laughs> you about... said anything there, Briggs. You people have believed it. It's all right. <laughs> <laughs> Making me out to be so special, mate. Thanks. <laughs> yeah. So t- thanks again. <laughs> oh, what a way to end the show. No, cheers for having us. No, honestly, mate, it's been a, it's been a pleasure. It's always good to catch up with you. Definitely. Right. Uh, so yeah. So if you want to catch up with Phil, um, I'll leave his Twitter link. You're still on Twitter, aren't you? You're still I'm on, still on Twitter. Still on social media and stuff. So I'll, I'll put all these um, all these details on the podcast, and I'll put it on Twitter and Facebook and and Instagram and stuff. So Phil, thank you very much. Thanks for your time, Cheers. pal.